you know, we, we've played together for 11 years and made a lot of records and gone on a lot of tours, and it's still it's still uh, still working, it's still going. <laughs> um, here I am. Here I am. Well, how's this gonna go? We're gonna listen to some stuff for a while and hang out. Right. Music. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> Positivity. That's what I like to hear, man. Positivity. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear, man. Oi, oi, oi. Jesus Christ. I, I'm in the car. As you can maybe, you can hear that, the the blowing of the... Here we go. All right, here we go. No snow. And I, I'm, I had no idea. I've barely been outside the house for the past few weeks. Because... I've been uh, working. Oh no! Don't do that. I've been working diligently on this covers tape for you people to uh, to purchase. Uh, I'm going to sell it on my tour, and then I'll I'll sell them. Uh, I'll sh- I'll have a bunch left over that I can sell you guys on the internet. What tour you ask? Well, Florida tour, 2000. 14, almost at 2012. This is, I, I might have to uh, scrape this this uh, windshield a little more. Hold on, stand by. Okay, I'm back. Let's get this show on the road. I had no idea what kind of conditions we were dealing with. Now I've been out of the house, but I just, I haven't been driving and I haven't been really, I, I'm not thinking about it. So I just had to dig my car way out. Uh, it's icy already, already it's icy and uh, snowy and it's not even December yet. People of the North and the East Coast and whatnot we may be in for a doozy of a winter. I don't know. And again, I'm trying to get out of here for probably in mid-Feb, go somewhere uh, nice and warm for a month or so. And I'm definitely going down to Florida in mid-December, uh, as you may or may not know, with a tour, uh, on a tour with Astronautilus and Bluebird. Atlanta on December 16th, December 17th, Pensacola, December 18th, Jacksonville, December 19th is um, uh, Orlando, December 20th, Tampa. Look those up. They're on the net. If you're in one of those towns, come and see me. It'll be a while. I'm, I'm getting ready to dig into a bunch of recording. Um, Love and working on this covers tape, man. I, I just getting back in there and, and, and actually... Uh, pulling up old sessions that I had started on my 8-track and getting in there and editing those and, and cleaning those up a little bit. But they still have that gritty, grimy... It's, it's some grimy shit that I think some of you might like and some of you might be like, what the fuck is this? I'm not used to this. 
I'm not, I was born in fucking 2001 and I don't even know what a tape machine is. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that if that's the case. And I'm not a Luddite by any means. I fuck with, I fuck with computers all the time. Left on the Winton Road. What kind of fucking? All right, they're taking me some roundabout, insane way, but I'll do it. Um, where am I going? I'm on my way to the doctor. This is this is uh, you know it's not this is not an urgent care situation. This is a situation which I have insurance now because of Obamacare. Thank you very much, uh, God and country, and. So now I'm on my way to my new possible uh, primary care doctor. I've never had a primary care doctor. Now I had Dr. Chapra um, when I was little. Uh, He was like our family, you know, um, pedo doctor. What do you call those? Podiatrist? uh, um, Those of you who know the word are like, fucking idiot right now. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. A kid's doctor. Uh, Dr. Chapra, who was this, like, uh, you know, apartheid-era South African guy, right? I don't want to call him out like that. He was a white South African, but he's living in in Cincinnati. I'm sure he was a good—he was one of the good ones, right? Um, All right, that was me turning the air down. It's a little little, uh, quieter. Uh, but he, he was, I remember he was, he wasn't very nice to me, but he was harsh. You know, some people not from the States are, they're harsh in Europe and shit. He would call me fat, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over it now. Maybe, maybe I'm not. I'm still, I still feel like I'm, I'm a fat, fat kid in the, in the hard body of an Adonis right now. No, I don't have an Adonis body, but I'm, I'm slim. I'm slender for a 35 year old. I'm pretty slender. I'd say. Uh, pretty low fat ratio. I still have a little bit of something on the gut. You know, that's hard to get rid of, especially at this age. Uh, Anyway, this doctor is an osteopath. So at the suggestion, at the behest of uh, a friend, Paula, and and then later, speaking to someone else, I can't remember who, uh, I was talking about osteopaths and that idea, and it's 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 sort of more like a holistic doctor, I guess, or something in that vein. But it's but it's uh, covered under my uh, insurance, and it's it's that is somewhere between a holistic doctor and a medical doctor. But it it, it it's a degree like a medical. Do- anyway, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but apparently it's a little more left leaning than one of these doctors is just going to always slap you with a cipro and send you home. You know what I mean? Um, so. We're going to find out. Uh, so, yeah, I was in, I'm was i in my fucking doctor clothes um, when I go out to, to get in the car. And then I have to scrape the car and I got no gloves. I got, you know, barely any, uh, you know, there's no down on me. There's no there's no uh, leathers or, or, or anything thick and warm on me, really. Uh, if you don't know what I mean by my doctor's clothes, and I don't know how many of you have that or do that. But, uh, you know, I'll wear a certain kind of clothing to the doctor because uh, I, I want easy access to all parts of my body. And also, I, I don't want anything that I, that I um, won't wash because I wash everything right away after I get done with the doctor. This is, I have phobias, you know. I have phobias and weirdnesses. No, it's not as bad as the uh, hospital. My hospital clothes 
are very specific. Doctor clothes, and I, you know, in this situation, it may be, I may enjoy this. This may be enjoyable, like going to a massage therapist or something like that. Um, who knows? You know, it may feel, this may feel like uh, as clean as acupuncture. We don't know. We don't know. Now, I don't have dentist clothes. I'm good with the dentist. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but oh my! I, I I have Doug McDermott on the on the podcast today, and uh, he was requested. Yes, finally, yes, he was requested by a lot of you uh, to get on the on the uh, on the cast, and today he is finally. Doug is wise own, uh, multi instrumentalist. A uh, man of many talents, and he's been with Y since uh, the inception of Y as a as a band. You know, I've been playing with him since since around the turn of the millennium, in one form or another, and then and then uh, got him into the Y situation around 2003. So he's OG, and we get it. You know, I, there's of course all kinds of ins and outs with my relationship with Doug and I feel like we could have gotten deeper into that but we'll we'll, we'll be on you know um, I'll have him on again soon you know pretty soon it'll once it's winter I'm kind of I mean it's already winter but once once uh, it truly hits I'm just kind of here here for a little while so I'll be getting podcasts with Doug and Josiah and you know the people that I'm seeing um, on the regular here because I'm not going to really be traveling much after this Florida trip for, for a month and a half, two months, something like that. And then I'm going to try to get to somewhere warm. If you live somewhere warm and you have a cool situation, a back house, a cabin that uh, is unoccupied and you'd love for me to come and spend a little writer's residency there, um, you let me know. You let me know. Meals are on me. I'll cook. I cook. All right, but no, but this this this, this Doug talk is good. Um, oh, we could start a new podcast called Doug Talk. I mean, he should just start that podcast. I don't necessarily need to be a part of that. All right, so yeah, I, I, again, I, I've just been preoccupied with these uh, these cover songs, and and uh, I'm gonna try to slip that by and sell it on Bandcamp when it's done, and hopefully uh, I don't get sued by the Rolling Stones or somebody like that. Uh, maybe I'll change the names of the songs slightly so they can't uh, find it on their Google alert. All right, y'all. Uh, I, I, I'm going to just uh, keep following these directions. I think I'm a little bit lost here. So let me get back on onto the uh, Google Maps. And it's good. See, Google everything. This is, I should have a sponsorship. And uh, let's get into this conversation with Doug McDermott. This is it. Finally. Here we are, man. Here Jesus we are in Christ. the living room. What? Finally sitting here with Doug McDermott in my kitchen. Hi. Uh, yeah. Many, many requests to have you on you know, the podcast. Yeah. It's just, um, I don't know, long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a great job, man. I, I on the say, podcast? I want to say congratulations oh, on the podcast. You. you know, you, when you're... Uh, when the music career goes down the tubes, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got you got to Which it up. already has started to... <laughs> We'll have no, to get into that. We've, we've been saying that for years. No, I know, I know. Self doubt, self deprecation. Which I'm trying to get out of that mode, out of that 
trope of right constant self-deprecation because it's uncomfortable right. to uh, say that we're swimming in money <laughs> and women. And uh, no, we're, we're swimming. We're doggy paddling in something. Yeah. Um, what what number will this be? Well, if this if this comes to fruition, is, is it no, 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 this is happening. Editorial this is, muster. This is most definitely <laughs> happening, and this is episode. Let's see. Curly was episode eighty one. So this would be this would be eighty two. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, my my guests already know that. I mean, because you can see it. On I know. Thing. Yeah. So I mean, one a week. That's a, lot, that's a year. That's like three years. This is no. <laughs> no this is this will be no. It'll be two years. But a year soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soon fifty two is a year. Fifty two is a year. You probably so, took some off for the high holy holidays. Right? I've never I've never no. taken a week one off. one week really never consistently never wow. Yeah. Wow, I know, and that's the thing. This is this is my personality, as as you know, perhaps, is that I, I just when something is, you know, what I'm saying, I hold myself to it for better or for worse. Right, that's good. I mean, that's yeah. you know, you uh, you know, it's admirable how you've imposed this upon yourself, right? And not what else has fallen by the wayside. Our music career, <laughs> yes, yes, but but we've got podcasts every yeah. week. But deadlines and and, and uh, structure is a lot probably easier to impose on yourself doing a weekly podcast, yeah, uh, than it is like oh, then like super creative make, uh, music, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. It's it's something that it's just a matter of the obviously having the conversations, which is enjoyable, and then taking uh you know a few hours out of every week to edit it. No, is that is that still fun? Um like editing it? Not, yeah. Not, not really. No. Uh, I'm looking for interns. Yeah. If anybody yeah. lives in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Um and knows how to use pro tools. Uh yeah, hit me yeah. up. HMI. Ben was helping for HMU. a while with the with yeah. the guys, but you know. And I don't yeah, I mean I barely and I remember I, you tried to edit one of them and I was all picky about it, but that was back when we were getting like you know, I don't even edit anymore. I just kind of let it ride. It seems like that's, you know... Which is better. You know, I, I kind of assume that long-form interviews were edited more than they are. You know, yeah. like you talked to Marin or whatever, and he said he doesn't really do much. Right. You know, unless there's like a, a gross sound or something. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> I think some people... I think, you know, I mean, it depends on the show, obviously. Like your your guy's uh, radio lab, obviously... That's a highlight. Right. There's, but that's not long-form interviews. Right, right. That's, like, produced. Have you heard Serial yet? I'm, I'm up to oh, date, man. Yeah. I'm current. I'm current. Did you binge on it? Yeah, yeah I binged. Yeah. I binged. It's... Just like Ira said. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It blew the fuck up. It's, yeah. it's huge now. And, and Nick Thorburn did the music. I know. Yeah, very... I Wan, mean... Wonder Wolf It made sense. As soon as I first heard yeah. her say that, I was like, oh, that's that's some classic yeah. uh, Nick uh, Nick Diamond's action. Totally. Dun, dun. No, it's cool. I mean, she's funny. She's like infuriating in some ways. She's just like, well, well, th- she just, I just think, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I, well, then who did, you know, yeah. it's like, come yeah. on. Very like, a little naive or something. Like, not naive. Yeah. But no, she's great. Yeah. yeah. But just, yeah. Art, you know, an articulate in a very. Yeah. Articulate sort of NPR. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. In the, I mean, she's in the, 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 the you know, the, the, this American life style. That's very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very much. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, well, my, my first thought was like this guy before uh, was is like 
He's playing people. He's he's a sociopath. And I didn't. I I, I, I wasn't decided I that. Know. I still don't. You know, know, but that that is definitely one one um, way you could come at it. Yeah. Like there was something when he was talking about how mad he would get when people would think right. that he could do such a thing. I remember he, that. That's not the same as saying I didn't do a thing. He was upset that people would think that would, he would. He do would think it. that because yeah. he's like Even on top I of his shit so it. much that yeah. like yeah yeah. Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, with us, it's probably Sarah uh, Cake, what's her name? Koenig. Koenig yeah. probably knows. I don't know. Now. I Maybe don't know. Not. We'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a sociopath, but I remember, like, relating to that sentiment at, at times, like, where, you know, people would be, I would, yeah, I'd be upset that people would think you know, rightly something about me where I was like, you know, my, even if you did, my veneer was, you know, you know, like in what circumstances have you felt that way? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I think like, I, you know, I used to work at at this church and I I think I made up a ghost story once and, and told my friend and I had him utterly convinced that, He's like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you're telling the truth. And I wasn't or something. He said that? <laughs> yeah, like a close okay. friend. And I was like, first of all, I don't even know why I made up the story. I was just like, you know, yeah. just young and being silly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was like, wow, that's like deception. And it's like, well, someone trusts you very much. You would be utterly convinced. <laughs> incorrect, sir. Yeah. Not that, you know. What were you doing at the church? That's when you're stacking chairs at the church. <laughs> Basically, no, I was doing. I was. It was a college. I was doing homework, and right. I was. I was evening security. It, it was a. Yeah, it was a fun time. There's a piano in the sanctuary, and I would. You could play. play on that. I, I never figured out how to use the, get the organ going because um, that was sort of my my dream was to, to like play get, the organ. Yeah, yeah. like alone. you kind of are a natural born pipe organist. <laughs> Maybe I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, ha- speaking of music, ha- let's talk about that. How you got? How you ended up getting into music? Let's just go way back. Might as well take it way the fuck way back. back yeah. What's your, what? What are your first memories of like music and relating to it in a way that you realize that regular humans could make music? Wow. I mean, in a way. Um... I guess in some way it didn't happen until I started playing with uh, w- with you, um, and I, I. What I mean by that, I guess that that's more personal as far as where I thought that I could I could do that as a vocation or something because I you know I played in bands in high school. Sure, and um, I, I guess I mean when you were little, when you were like you, like you know like did did you know your parents. Uh, you know, your dad teach you some singing or like, you know, what, what was the, your first experience with, with, with music? You know, like for me, it would have been at the congregation and singing at the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, my, my mom played the piano and sung and my parents sung in, in a choir and church, but you know, probably piano lessons was the first, um, sort of formal in your face, like music as a, uh, you know, thing that people, do like to anybody just does right and it was it was sort of imposed on me i didn't want to do it i wasn't kicking and screaming but i didn't you know um 
did Jeremy and Andrew they took have lessons to take lessons too. too? The they, same, same yeah, teacher, same, same teacher, Tedman, Melissa Tedman. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it started early and I, I, I don't know, I attribute it to developing a musical ear. Maybe, maybe that's more of an ingrained thing and that would have happened anyway, but, um, but you it know, was it wasn't it this like Suzuki or one of those kind of things that's like ear based. Nah, it, it was not not strictly like that. Um, you know, it was. I don't know. I, I feel like if I had more of a proclivity to it at the time, I, I would have maybe advanced to those kind of things. You know, I, we, I, we do recitals, and I was I was always in the first half of the recital. You know, I, which means that you were not as good. As <laughs> yeah, kid. yeah. Okay. Um, you know, playing uh, Willie and Tilly. Or the red drum. These are some classics. Um, what Bartok or something? No, or not even. No, yeah. just you know, children's repertoire. Right. Yeah. But w- w- did you not like? Did you not enjoy it? Was it seem like a chore? I think I enjoyed it on some level, but practicing I didn't enjoy. You know, I, I would do it when my mom would make me do it, and um, yeah, I mean, I remember standoffs where I was just. I'd be sitting at the piano for, it seemed like an hour and I wasn't allowed to move. There was one time when my grandma was in town, my dad's mom, and she like, for some reason, um, her being there made me just like feel so upset and stubborn. And I just sat at the piano and like wouldn't touch the keys. And at that point it's like, you know, if I if I start to practice, then I break this this standoff, and I and I lose. were you a stubborn kid like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- to some degree, I wasn't completely defiant. You know, yeah. I was, um, you know, I wasn't real self uh, self motivating in a lot of ways. When it but if you had if you had like a a, a thing that you felt strongly about even even just for a second for one reason or another would you kind of like just stick to it not so much i mean sort of i i was not maybe very focused and i could get away with that because i was you know smart and um just had a lot of natural sort of like yeah i can i'm i'm good at at things i I meant like negative i meant like like obstinate you know what i mean like okay yeah yeah I could see that, and I was like that, where it was like, you know, it was like, it's like, no, no, there's no fucking way this could happen. Yeah, 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 I mean, I remember as a kid the, the, the sort of process of, you know, resisting something uh, coming from authority, usually a parent or something, um, and then once you set up, start resisting it, for Even whatever, if it doesn't matter, for whatever arbitrary stop. reason, you've set your trajectory for yourself, and you're like, <laughs> right. "Well, uh, this has some momentum now. I can't go grave. back now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't turn back now." Yeah. And you know, I don't know. In a way, it makes me think of like if you're if you're in a fight with someone, like in a relationship, and uh, you know, you sort of talk it out a little bit, but there's still negative emotions that are kind of carry over, and it's like. I mean, there's just some momentum with that sort of right. trajectory of things. Like it's it's caused it, it's yeah yeah. You can rationally like talk it out and get to the bottom of whatever it is, but there's still going to be like some sulking or huffing, and then right. like until that just sort of dissipates, and you know yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny. It's I don't know. It's a funny way that like I don't know human emotions and and patterns of behavior are just sort of in, in, informed by that and, and I don't know 
in a way that you can sort of see that silliness you, of it. That you, but that you have that in you, but you, but even if you know it's silly, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same here. Like it seems like so many things in in terms of like arguments and stuff. For me, if I think about them objectively, I could all like in the moment there's a heat in the moment of course and and you know I, i'll as you know i'll take it all the way <laughs> but i you know when, when you think about it otherwise it's like okay you can always just soften soften too that's that's something that i've realized over the years is that there's no reason why i shouldn't just sometimes just soften and let the other person have their way because <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah 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 and and you can also sort of force yourself into behavior that does not give in to those emotions and let the emotions catch up to the, that behavior. Right. Like when right. you're pissed as hell at something like, you that's know, right. Just, you start acting away and then the emotions catch up yeah. to it. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I felt that before too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were, we were talking about piano lessons and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so yeah, piano lessons for maybe six years. I I quit when I was finally probably allowed to quit, or, you know, or when it was got to a certain point where it's like I'm not going to just you know continue on with this forever, you know. I, Which was what preteenish? Um, I think it was six years, and I started when I was five. So okay. yeah, preteen, eleven, yeah. twelve. I, you know, I quit, and then you know there there was other music around. Fourth grade recorder. Yeah. Was 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 big. I think a lot of that people did one. that. I mean, I think that was sort of in the core curriculum at the time. Just like the, yeah, uh, we did it. Like the parachute and gym class, yep. you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we did that. We did that, and yeah. I, you know, I thought it was sort of unique. But um, um, I had Mrs. Lurch, who was Mr. Lurch of uh, art history, history. Fame in high school. His wife. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, you know, my dad played blues guitar, still plays, and so there was always guitar around, and, uh, in high school, seventh grade, I think, is when I was like, this is, you know, what any self-respecting teenager, if they're gonna play an instrument, it's, it's, you know. Had you gotten into rock music already? Like, what were you listening to in seventh grade when you... Seventh grade, I was probably transitioning from, like, top 40 shit to uh classic rock okay like mainstream classic rock the fox at the time sure me too. my um best of the doors best of Jimi hendrix led zeppelin was was my favorite band at the time that was my first band t-shirt i think was now jeremy who's what two years older than you or something like that jeremy's two years older than me did, yeah. did he was he influential in in music stuff did he have like a taste that you you could kind of latch on to not really no i sort of reacted against his musical proclivities which were uh were uh, grateful dead and fish and um more my my alley more your more your alley and um yeah rather than like clinging on to that i sort of reacted against that yeah and, and maybe that was a little bit later in high school when i started getting into like you know uh alternative music and uh just you know or discovered 97x and started right. listening to like college rock and was like oh wait there's there's yeah Something, yeah, it was a whole sort of Afghan awakening. wigs, for example. Afghan last wigs, year's exactly. guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, last week's <laughs> last, guest. Yeah, yeah, that was a good interview too. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was 
you know, I don't know if I would have been more open to the, uh, the sort of jammy side of things if my brother hadn't been right. into it or, or what. But, right. you know, you know, I liked... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what I responded to about, about yeah, that what did stuff. You, yeah, what, did you, what were you feeling in that? Like, what's the thread? Zeppelin? Like, who, who are you big, your big bands besides Zepp? Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll make the thread. I'll find the thread. Find the thread, yeah. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint. It was like probably in eight, eighth grade. And, um, you know, I was wearing Led Zeppelin t-shirts to school and listening to Led Zeppelin 2 at night and... Just, so fan- just fantasizing, <laughs> fantasizing that I was like playing John Paul Jones bass line okay. like at Earth Jam or something like right, that, which right. was our high school, uh, you know, <laughs> band thing. I was like, yeah, this is like, this is it. And then, um, yeah, it was it was discovering ninety seven X ninety seven point seven out of Oxford, you know, college rock radio station, and I, you know, I, probably some of the first bands I heard. I don't. I don't know who they were, but like maybe Susie and the Banshees or James and yeah, I just James James was yeah okay that was a band yeah I think he's um, yeah I don't remember that I think that was the song Come Home which I haven't heard but that was like the first time flipping that station and being like oh yeah if the music felt uncategorizable uh-huh. and it felt like um, yeah weird all, all of a sudden some other shit some other shit yeah, yeah. and I. It, and then soon after that, you know, I, I won a, a radio contest and got uh, Nevermind by Nirvana. Oh, you, you won the CD? I won the CD okay. off the radio somehow. And it was before, no one knew who they were. I'd ask people at school, like, you know, obviously not long before because it didn't take long. Right. But I mean, Bleach was out, but no one, I mean, and, you know, right. no one in Cincinnati knew that. Sure. Yeah, and it's hard to go back to that first uh, state of, of hearing something for the first time, but... Um, what do you the influential that? stuff, I, I just remember not having a, a category in my head to put it in. Like, right. whoa, this is some some new shit, you know, at least to, to my ears. But like, did you respond to it to Nevermind right away? Pretty pretty much, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, a couple lessons I was like, yeah. I You know, I, I um, maybe didn't come, become my favorite band, but... Um, Actually, I did have that shirt, the the black with the smiley face on it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So was that, that was like, what, eighth grade? That was probably ninth grade. Ninth grade? Ninth grade. Um, and, and you, so you liked the shit, you liked it heavy a little bit, that didn't bother you. That bothered me for some reason. Yeah, yeah, to some degree. That's about as heavy as I like it. No, I liked, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't in a, you know that much punk or hardcore shit but I liked I, you know I liked heavy stuff I was in yeah. like Helmet and, uh, who else played that's hardcore Helmet yeah kind yeah. of and you know my friend had this Volkswagen with a Operation Ivy tape that was stuck in the deck so we'd always drive around listening to that and, that, and that's like that modern ska or whatever yeah, yeah punk yeah, yeah. Uh, and, punk ska uh, and yeah I would just be into like you know sort of shit that was outside the mainstream and, yeah. you know it was at the whole like time of life where I was obsessed with conformity and the ideas of like fitting outside the mold right. and, you know and a lot of that I don't know a- a- anti-establishment whatever mentalities yeah and not so much fuck the system but just more like you know shit that was you know honest and, and not trying to be informed by like I don't know 
what I, you know, right. What everyone some, else was into. Some shit seemed like what everyone what everyone was being jammed down their throat, and this other shit seemed like what was chosen by individuals or something. Yeah, and and I think that also reflected my sort of social position, which was not which was not pretty much part of any one clique. I just had random friends who were usually like. You know, I don't want to say freaks and misfits, but I would, you know, but just sort of um, not fit in, into definable social group. Right. Um, you know, but I was also, you know, I wasn't really picked on. I was kind of down with whoever, you know, or because, just... A, but our high school wasn't really... I mean, there was there were people that were picked on, I guess, but you had to be pretty... I think, like... You had to be pretty goony to On be the front on steps, like, the, the crew that would be at the bottom of the front steps, there were all these, like, sort of punkers that were kind of always, yeah, clowned on. People would throw shit at them. And okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know outsider freak types and I was right. like, you know so you were somehow inside of that but outside of I mean you know we didn't have like typical obviously jocks and cheerleaders no but, to some degree to some degree but, but right that yeah. wasn't like who was cool in our school right. I, I don't know who was cool like I, I don't know your class was cool 97 was cool uh, 97 was so cool <laughs> maybe not but it could have been it could have you know a cool kid could have been like the the lead actor in Romeo and Juliet or like you know what I'm saying or like um, it could have been a sports star it could you have know, been a theater t- right 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 random type of people so was your but was your were you, did you have a crew though like one specific group that you hung with even if they kind were categorizable yeah yeah I, you know for a while I was like youth group friends and then later on it got to be like um, yeah more um, music oriented we'd like people we'd interested in the same music uh-huh. um, and yeah we're sort of just I don't know yeah it's it's fun to think back about that and like assess what what it was like because I mean yeah it wasn't um, you know it wasn't a bad time it, I feel like it was not a happy time in a way, but that's just yeah. high school in general. I, yeah, I think you teenage know. years are hard for a lot of <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people. I, they were hard for me. I know that, and I, I think a lot of kids. You know, I know half my Twitter feed is like teenage fans, and they just seem miserable. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, um, but and we met in. I don't know. You know, you may or not remember. I mean, we've talked about it, obviously, but in gym class. Yeah, I know. We were in this gym class. I was in. You were in, I, we're two years apart, right? In school. Yeah. So you were in eleventh, and I was in ninth. Yeah. I remember. You remember Austin Paul, Bargy? Yeah. You remember Jamie, Jamie Brill. Brill? Yeah. I was not that memorable. I I did have the undercut, the the Skrillex hair, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, in a ponytail. Yeah, I did that in ninth grade. You had something similar to that in eleventh grade, even more like just a flip. Just like I, I a had a big cut. floppy flip. I, you know what I? Did, my problem then with my hair was like I just washed it every day. Every time I shower, I just right. wash it with like Pantene so Pro V. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, extra buoyant like right. s- with the conditioner in there, right. and I just like I don't think I'd blow dry it, but I'd be like, yeah, well, my <laughs> I don't have this big puff. <laughs> but you know. I, I regret nothing. It was a style, it was, man. It was something. Yeah, I, that was, I mean, it was, it, 
it was. I would say it, things were fast and loose back then in terms of hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, there are some many incriminating photographs of you, me, or Josiah, definitely from right the high school from certain yeah. era. Yeah. Um, okay, so and then did you start playing in rock bands like in high school? Yeah, yeah. I, I was playing in rock bands. You know, I I started probably playing. You know, with like Doug Krebs and and doing. Led Zeppelin covers, and then we sort of start to write our own stuff. And then, it was all about Zeppelin. Well, yeah, I, I mean, this is when you know when I first started playing. First song I learned was "Day Tripper." I remember being at my uh, the Beatles house. Yeah, okay, just boom, 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 and that was when I was like, I can play the guitar. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then I'd try to sort of write bluesy rock riffs, and always wonder like, why, you know. It was fun, but why, why, why does it, why why does it shit not sound? Dope? Why doesn't it sound like a band? I'm playing uh, like out of some PV right, right. vertical stereo stack, ten watt amp. Like yeah. this looks pretty substantial, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no sense of sure. of gear and of like sound, which you know, right? You know, it's part of that sort of you know we can get into it later, but as carried so, over, it's carried <laughs> over. Yeah. You know, where I'm not like, right. um, I'm more aware of, of those yeah. aspects of it. But you're not a gear head like right. some people, yeah. And, okay, so yeah, and then I later on, I try to write more sort of odd time, not super mathy, but like distorted rock, alternative rock stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and did you, was there a singer always that, that would. Sort of, I would sing, I would sing some. Uh-huh. And. Yeah, it was always sort of an afterthought. I was like, oh, this band needs a singer. You know, again, with, with Doug uh, Krebs on drums, and he would write some of the words, and I, I yeah, I never really took to, took to that, but I'd like... You, you know, never took to word writing? Not really, no. You seem like you, you would be good at it to me. Yeah, you've said that to me before, and, and yeah. you might be right, and it might be a question of just like... Well, I know it's a question of honing, honing your... Uh, your craft and your voice sure. and everything. Sure, yeah. But for yeah, and not worrying at first if it's good or bad. Exactly. For, for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and if I were to pinpoint it, it, it's hard to do. But it's it's some kind of self consciousness mm-hmm. about like once you write something down, like what it's permanent. It, not that it's it's permanent, but like you wrote that I wrote something down because it was worth writing down. You know, like right. what, now it's a thing that exists in the why world. Why is that worth why is that something a thing? and something else is not? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's very much about just inst- instinctual, uh, yeah, an instinctual thing and not, and also not stressing that each thing is that important or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. And, and I also, you know, I also think that it, I don't really have natural instincts when it comes to that kind of expression and you know I'm okay with that sure. not that I'll, sure. I'll never try you know I would my cousin and I he, you know he, Dave he's a drummer and we have worked together a lot and sort of written songs and stuff and always struggled with with that aspect he, he of struggled with it too well yeah on the stuff we come up with it's fun it's like yeah just probably should have have words you know mm-hmm. and uh, in Josiah sometimes I know has mentioned the same thing like we have musical ideas that um, 
that feel like they they should have you know lyrical accompaniment yeah and, you know but I, I i would try to write silly things and it it that's that's weird too. It's like a def- having it be an like a defense mechanism. I think the, the silliness sometimes, right? For me, which isn't like, to say yeah. that like you know, I, I listen to a lot of music where the lyrics are not um, the most important part, you know, or it's not always some heartfelt stuff. You know, it might be more heady. You know, yeah. when I was listening to Pavement, a lot of his stuff is just sure. kind of, you know, you know, I think he's a good lyricist, but something about it seems. It's kind of contrived, I mean, or something. Some, but something about it seems sincere in a way, too. Like, it's a, it's a combination of the two, and I think that's what makes it appealing, yeah. is that there's a very much I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude, but underneath that, there's a sincerity to it. Right? Yeah. To me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you, you had... One of those bands was like the on, on Weed, right? Yeah, that was uh, me and my friend Sam. I like I, that stuff, man. You played that stuff. Yeah, that, that's... I I think that stuff... I don't know. is some of the stuff I'm most proud of from... Just because it, it was real off the cuff. I mean, I... I it's, it was a recording project. And we, we played live once at, I think, Suzy Malone's back in the day. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I made a bass uh, a drum kit out of like one of those armchair pillows and a bedpan and some buckets and then guitar and um would sort of sing into the same mic as is one of the one of the drum mics and be recorded just the two sort of two tracks and just like literally like just record it on like one stereo track i yeah it was it was like a reel to reel that we recorded through like we didn't record it onto the real real tapes, but we uh-huh. just sort of went through that for some reason onto cassette. Like it sounds better, dude. It enhanced the quality. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. So it'd be like you know, the guitar was all the way on one side, and then the drums and some vocals were on the other. And um, okay, so it was a two track. It was a two track. Yeah, 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 I see. I yeah. see. Um, but yeah, that I don't know. That was a fun project, just because it was so. I don't know how how old how old were you? That was like eleventh high school, eleventh and twelfth grade. And yeah. and we're, you guys were obviously on weed. But yeah, in both yeah. senses of the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was um, spelled for those who don't know. Obviously, no one knows. It was spelled E N. How do you spell that? E N N U I E N D. Maybe apostrophe D. Right. People are like, oh man, that N U N tape. That sounds that sounds dope. Like. You just you just don't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a few names. I think we were Broken Steps to Nowhere for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which uh, this kid on a bus told me once he, he had a fantasy of, of having a band called that. And, um, you stole it. I stole, <laughs> stole it for a little bit. You weren't going to use it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Throughout playing in, in, in bands and stuff, I, I never... I never really felt frustrated. I never really did much, but I, I never was thinking, man, how do I really make a make a career out of this? You know, um, right? It, that didn't seem like an option. I, yeah, I mean, in a way, it did. I mean, I, I, I would look at the bands who were, you know, I'd go see that I was really into and be like, I, I could like I could local bands or no touring, touring bands, bands. Touring bands would yeah. come come through. Yeah. And um 97X type bands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but 
I think I sort of had a sense that I, I was that I was lacking something as far as you know at least like fronting a a band or uh-huh. you know having a overarching creative vision but so uh and you went to college for psychology yes is that where you thought you'd end up is like like therapy i was more interested in you know experimental psychology meaning research oriented as opposed to clinical um, like poking things at monkeys and shit? Yeah, not necessarily so much monkeys. You know, I was interested in cognitive psychology. Okay. Um, a little bit in neuroscience, you know, brain stuff, although I wasn't um, really too stoked on the idea of, like, you know, going hardcore science as far as biology, chemistry, you know. Yeah. You know, which I, I was okay at that stuff, but I was more interested in this sort of uh, thinky type stuff. Like, how does the... Philosophically. Philosophical. I, I, you know, yeah. I took philosophy classes in psychology, and I was, I was into this sort of merging of those two fields. Uh-huh. Philosophy of mind, you yeah. know. I remember reading... Yeah, taking one class that was... Uh, what was it called? Deconstructing the Mind. Or that was the book we read, and it talked about, like, uh, the nature of beliefs thoughts and feelings and the idea that they're not real things they're just constructs we have and it's all you know got me into like all it's all the brain you know it's all computational like stuff that that we sort of interpret as in this folk psychological way like the way we talk about i don't know almost anything almost anything yeah Yeah. do you still feel that way or yeah i do that informed a lot of the way, way i feel i mean that sort of idea, what do they call it? Eliminative materialism or something that thoughts and beliefs don't exist. You know, they're just, it's, it was sort of an extreme way of looking at it. I mean, obviously um, it makes sense to talk about those things the way, the way we do. Right. Even if they, even if the underpinning is like all strictly, but it, you know, physical. What if even they exist as electronic you know, uh, things in your, in our brain. I mean, then, then it's still something. Right. It's an energy. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all that, that, I was super, super into those kind of questions and, and still am, you know, yeah. and you still read shit about that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Just, I don't know the nature of, uh, humans are pretty smart and it's, it's, uh, it's fun to think about thinking about thinking or something. Right. You know? <laughs> Man, I tell you, I just saw, not to go off on a tangent. No, but please la- do. I saw last night uh, oh, yeah. What'd you see? Interstellar. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought you might be going to see that. You yeah. said you were going to the movies. That's like three hours, right? It was three hours, and we went at like 11.15. You went late. I had no idea it was three hours long, but I, I had vaped up right before I went in. You and it was to. the IMAX. IMAX. And, it, and the music was just like... So intense. It, it, I was. I was all good. It was. I was you were on board the whole oh, time. I was on board. That sounds perfect. I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah, three-hour movies can be tough, but sometimes, yeah, if you're no, in the right was, state of I mind, was right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't get sleepy or anything. No, but that had that had some of those. You know, some of that. Whatever. Those kind of ideas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it dealt in more like metaphysical stuff, but you know. 
not metaphysical. I would, yeah, metaphysical. I guess you'd say beyond four dimensions. You know, right stuff. I right. Was a ho- in a hokey way or in a way that I mean, like, who's to say what's hokey? Like Christopher Nolan, they're probably somewhat hokey, right? But Yeah, sure. But I, I, I was on board, though. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hokey, yes. Yes. I mean, I remember watching Avatar in 3D being... Is that him? No. Okay. But it's a movie that, like, had I been in a different state of mind, I'd probably have been like, this is stupid. Right, you know? right. Cause yeah. It was, cause it was in, a lot of ways. But once you give in, you're yeah. like... Yeah, like I you mean, said, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on this ride. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It felt it felt like a ride for yeah. sure, especially with the. I mean, the bass was like it was like No Stom's Dodge in fucking '99. Like yeah. it was huge, hitting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so bands, high school, you get out. We we met in college. We met in college. Let's, get, let's advance a little let's bit. Advance. Our, I know. Our, I know. Talk. I get caught up in little details. That's fun, but. Um, and how did that happen? That happened through Aaron. That happened through Aaron, girlfriend at the time, or ex girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah, we uh, dated for a couple years in college, but I was um, real good friends before and after and since. Sure. Um, and yeah, right. She uh, and my friend. She was in my video class. Video class with Charlie Woodman, maybe. That's right. Yeah. And and Andre Highland. And Andre. Yeah. Um. You know, at that time, I had, you know, purchased an MPC and, and was is, was in a sampling. And you got like, into rap I music. I got into rap music, yeah. which I did later in high school. Yeah. Uh, later than at the age that you did. Cause, but, well, um, I was younger, probably around the same time. Probably around the same time. Yeah. You're right. Um, and, you know, I wasn't playing with people, but I was, like, making beats and bought a turntable and was doing stuff real bedroom style. Um, and having fun with it, Aaron was like, "Oh yeah, you do musicy things," and and knew that you did as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I brought in. I think I made a video for uh, Jimmy Breeze uh, from Cloud Dead or something like that in okay. the class, or for one of the song, uh, one of the portions of the songs on that. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, basically showing the class that my music right and that, right and whatever with the video component to it right and i i did a soundtrack to a video that i forget what it was it was like charlie eating a dinner and i like okay yeah. out some like what sound effects videos. one of aaron's videos okay yeah. yeah um but yeah anyway so she put the bug in our ears yeah i came in with my mom to whole foods what was then wild oats where you were working and it, yeah, it's it's one we of those. We saw each other there. That's we saw each okay. other there, and it's okay. one of those things where it was like I was receptive to the idea, and you probably were too. But I wasn't going to like cold call you right, and, right. until we were forced face to face. Right, that we had to acknowledge. But we knew who. I mean, I knew who you were. I think from high school, right? I mean, yeah. And you knew who I was. I knew who you were. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I had a sense. I probably knew Josiah a little better. I yeah, not, but um, yeah, and I didn't know what you were doing. I knew you were some weirdo creative type, yeah. and then um. Yeah, so then we made plans then when, when I saw you there. You were okay. behind the counter in the yeah. little bakery area or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should uh, let's do that. You were at your parents. I, yeah. Yeah, uh, right by my parents' house. And, um, yeah, I think I, like, brought my sampler over. And, Why did we not go to your house? You lived by yourself in Clifton or something, I think. <sighs> we jammed yeah, you're right. Parents I, house. I remember that in the, like, the little attic, the, you know, the attic. Yeah. Bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I remember just, yeah, I remember it was really good. 
but we just kind of jammed forever on like a couple things. It was just like, yeah. I mean, I remember feeling weird about, you know, first of all, just showing my stuff, not that weird, but more just a general sort of overthinking like, well, how's this going to go? We're going to listen to some stuff for a while and hang out, but you know, it ends up being fine. Yeah. And we, um, you know, put together that band and, and, um, I guess it was, you had already maybe recorded Reaching Quiet and you were doing I was Cloud work, Dead No, stuff. I was working, maybe Reaching Quiet was done. I don't think though. Maybe. I think we were still working on it. That was like the year, so we both, me and Dave both dropped out of school and then moved back in with our parents, or I think he had never left his parents, and and like worked to save money to move to Cali. Right. And that was the year that we were doing Reaching Quiet, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were working on it. Um, but yeah, so we had that band, Miss Ohio's Nameless. Yeah. Um, did a few shows. Proto Y band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we played twice, maybe. Yeah. York two, Street two, and Southgate. Yeah, that yeah. seems right. Very, very chill, sort of jammy, easygoing kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun. You know, I liked... Again, I, I liked the idea of it as something that was not quite anything. You know, I was playing my sampler and then keyboard guitar in your little singy song rap yeah. weird stuff. And it, it, I think that that was the appeal to me. Um, that it did that it wasn't categorizable? Yeah, yeah. That it was just like some sort of weird, honest music that was just a product of what we were doing at the time. Yeah. You know? And... Um, yeah, I think, and then I don't, you played me something else. It might have been like, I don't know, 113th Clean or something. And I remember like really being into the whimsy of it and comparing it to Ween to you. And you were like, oh man, don't don't say that. I said, don't say that? Yeah. I think Did you, I know Ween already? I guess I, I knew Ween because I had the pod uh, yeah. through Dave uh, when I was living at, with Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I liked it though. I think you did, but I think you took it as like that's like, like it's a joke band. Jokey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought I was being very my serious. Serious. <laughs> I thought my shit was very serious. Um, but you know, then again, maybe Ween was too in some weird way. Yeah, you know, not yeah. really. Not then. Not then. <laughs> not that album. Anyway, I loved it. I loved that album. Oh yeah, it was great. But yeah, I can definitely see the comparison now. You know course yeah um so what then what we i mean we we kept talking and then i somehow got you to move out to california yeah well you were you would are you were planning to move out you the plan was already set in motion end of 2000 or 2000 beginning 2001 whenever yeah some somewhere around then and you called me one day and you're like hey i want to record these songs you had a I was already in Cali. No, you were okay. back, but before you left, you wanted to record and make the EP that we made before b- be- before, before you left. Cali. For Cali. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you left, and I was like, "Yeah, well, that was that. That was fun." So we like did that EP real quick. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, then I heard from you whenever a few months later when you were putting the band together for uh, Mush Tour. Of course, yeah. I yes. was like, I was like, how? Do, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So yes, exactly. I was thinking about at the time, right? Robert gave me Robert, the owner of Mush, 
Records, who put out Cloud Dead and Reaching Quiet, two of my old bands, was when we when we were gonna go on tour. He was like, "All right, Yoni, you can have a five-piece band for Reaching Quiet." <laughs> so specific, it's funny. Yeah, he's like, "That's what well, he counted like the bunks in the bus." Like, I mean, I think that's what he <laughs> it was, was doing. Strictly logistical. Yeah, exactly. He was like, yeah. "All right, Cloud Dead is three people. This is this. You know, I think he just counted all the bunks and was like, and and knew that like he wanted to push Reaching Quiet, so he was like, "All right." Because he liked the album, and yeah. he's like, "All right, here's here's what I'll you know." And he and he had us um, second to last, and you know, and it was right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. So, um, yeah. So, and I was thinking about who I would bring. Obviously, I was going to bring Josiah, um, and you know, I and I thought of you because I, I yeah, you you we seem to click in terms of our styles. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and Joel Cotton was going to come. He was he was in the discussion. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I wonder why. You know, it's funny to think about why it's kind of worked. Just you know, especially with thinking about the ways in which we're different. I mean, and I think about your sort of um, meticulous attention to detail right I, I would not say that I have that not that way so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that you know maybe that's good you know I think um, even if sometimes it's like frustrating or something for me for my, I, you know I, another part of me knows that that super like anal side that wants to like have everything swept in a certain way and you know it is not always totally on base. You know what I'm saying? Like, or it needs a counter yeah. point. Yeah. Anyway, it was a, uh, it was a fun tour. Yeah. <laughs> and a fun yeah. time playing those. So you, so after that, it was just, it just seemed like, all right, well, let's, yeah, let's, this is a thing. Yeah. We did that tour. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, yeah, it was sort of successful. Maybe not financially, not financially, but it was fun, <laughs> but, but, but it was fun. We were in a bus. Like, yeah, to go from like zero to like touring yeah. in a bus was like, I don't know. I felt like a little bit like a chump or like, you know, so many bands cut their teeth and paying their dues for years. And did like, you, and did you know about how it happens basically for, I was aware at the time that yeah. this was like, you know, there's a great deal of luck involved yeah. in things happening like this yeah. because I had, you know, sort of written off the idea of being in a band and working my ass off until because probably because I didn't, you know, didn't and don't necessarily have that natural work ethic and drive yeah. and ambition. And, um, so it was, you know, sort of serendipitous. Why, why, why you say you don't have that? Um, why do you think that is? Yeah. That's a good and, I, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing cuz like you know I think No, I mean I've I've sort of come to terms with it. I mean, yeah. everyone goes through every creative person goes through struggles and yeah. and that was one of mine for years and still is where was like did you beat yourself up about it? Somewhat. I just be disgusted like at myself like you're not really focusing and you're not another bag of Cheetos. <laughs> no. I don't fuck with those anymore. No, at, at least you don't have that, those issues. Like that's something, the cheetos issues. Well, just I just mean like you just like yeah. sitting on the couch eating. No, but it'll be like I don't know, like sitting on the couch staring at the fucking wall, right? Or like, right. 
right, like make my bed and then rewarding myself for making my bed by like laying down on top of my bed. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, this is current day we talk about. Or I just, mean, whatever. Yesterday yeah. or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've I've felt better and more productive of late. But at any rate, in general, the, the tendencies to um, more overarching tendencies to not, you know, or that, that sort of lack of uh, drive or ambition, to some degree, I've sort of come to terms with is like, accepted that that's my natural proclivity. Yeah. Not that that can't be um, fought against. Right. You know, and, um, you know, try to find ways to uh, light light a fire into my ass and, and, and I, you know, a good way to do it is to have specific, real specific, uh, things to be working on. Right. You know? Yeah. And jumping ahead. I mean, obviously we talked about it a lot, but being a touring musician coming home, having this endless sea of time and yeah. things you want to get done, but no strict schedule is, is, is tough, tough stuff. Part, part of your, your like lack of, I mean, first of all, I don't think that it's intrinsically a bad thing to lack motivation or, or like, uh, ambition. Like, I think that's a very, like, American, like, the way that we grew up mentality to think we have to have that drive and, you know, like, productiveness, production, you know. I do have that. Yeah. You know, like, something about the the, the flip side of that, of, your lack of that that I think seems nice is that you seem to you take a lot of leisure time and you hang with your family a lot and you hang with your friends a lot you know and you do a lot of like you know you 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 play frisbee golf you do you know things like that are nice that are just like humans should enjoy living life you know kind of shit to me um that I wish I had more of that kind of thing yeah no it, it is nice I mean there's a little bit of guilt involved, which I've sort of gotten over to some degree by just thinking about it in a different way. Like when we go out on tour, you know, we're busting our ass and working hard and rehearsal and all this. And then, you know, downtime, even though it's more than a weekend, it might be a week or two, you know, it's it's like a protracted period of relaxation. Yeah. But, you know, and it's important to find a balance and and, and stay sort of moving forward in in some way, you know, it is the balance is key. Yeah, definitely. But it, it, you're right about that. Like it is, it is a different kind of lifestyle than like the work week, the weekend. It, it, it's it's more intensive and more more draining. I think um, emotionally and for me at least, and psychologically and and, and all that stuff. And yeah, I do feel, I feel that way that if I, if we're out for, for two weeks, I I sometimes might need at least half that time to bounce back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we're out for a month, I need two weeks. Just a little, yeah, like, refractory period. Yeah. And of... not to not hold myself to anything. Yeah. Which is weird. I, you know, and I know people like, you know, I look at like Lord or something like that. She doesn't do that. It's you know what I'm saying? Running. Yeah. Oh Yeah. You know, I mean, she's got people helping her with with every aspect, of course. But even still, like, you know, and I just use her as an example since I sort of know about her a little more than other people. But, like, 
any of those people that are on that level mm-hmm. don't they don't take that time. You know, I'm sure they have their vacation time. Yeah, but they 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 just keep going. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's even when you feel drained, which is crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know. Yeah, and I could probably do that more if, if I had specific tasks at hand. Or, yeah. You know, and not that I can't... That's the thing. Yeah, that is the thing. Not that I can't impose that upon myself, but I you know, I, know, I can't really. I it's mean, hard to. I, you know, I, I kind of can sometimes. But, I, you know, lately I've been trying to acknowledge, like, if there's a day that feels uninspired and, like... Nothing's gonna happen. Like rather than just wallow in it, or you know, sit around and look at dumb shit on the internet, I'll try to just do like life shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, the other day, I went to fucking Walmart in Grosbeck to order some contacts. You know, right, right. Or like get online and you need to get on one eight hundred contacts. <laughs> no, I had insurance, so I got, oh, I got, you, I got you. you know, I had to deal with some shit but or like yeah pay some bills or right. deal with tax shit sure, or do sure. stupid shit that I'm like that's looming over for you know it makes you feel better to do that oh it does you yeah. do it and I'm like today kind of sucks I'm feeling like shitty I'm not I don't want to practice but or like work on music so yeah just do some dumb shit if you're gonna be in a funk Absolutely. anyway yeah. like yeah. at least be productive that way yeah and um yeah and but, you know, and as far as, like, creatively, like, yeah, like I was saying, I, I, it's it's important to have specific things, you know, to, to to work on it. And, you know, I'm sort of getting back back to that with the new songs somewhat, you know, like yeah. I was messing around with one of those today. And, Good. Um, you know, I did that music for, for the video thing with Liz. And that's like, you know... I work two days on it and be like, yeah, I'll, for my work, I'll just do that until it's done. Mm-hmm. And then when that's done, you know, uh, go and pick something else and just sort of, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what it's about, just having a, con- a con- one concentration, one focus that you go on. And then when, when you complete that task, move into the next. Yeah. That's sort of what I tend towards, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to. And it's it, hard to keep a lot of different things in your head at once. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like having lots of things that I could be working on because whatever your mood or what you could, you have options of what you can do. Right. But, you know, the flip side, and that's a problem that I have, is just being unfocused and working on stuff for a while. You know, I got so many um, little music ideas recorded mm-hmm. in varying degrees, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. But when it comes to, like, really sitting down and fleshing it out like I, I, I struggle that's the tough the I tough struggle. part yeah yeah yeah. and um that home know. that home stretch <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know it would help if I had better stuff or was better at mixing and, and, and stuff like that but um I don't know I know Desai's talked about that too he, he's he's sort of yeah that, similar too and, and, and you know the key is for us to get together and that's why it's nice to work with other people. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, so it, then we started doing stuff as why. 
what, how did you feel in the beginning of that? Were you, did, you know, we never have talked exactly about this. No, stuff. we've never I'm talked. Curious ever. what you, what you, you know, how you, how, how you felt your, what your role was. Did, did it frustrate you the way that the process was? I mean, yeah, there were the, the, definitely the why process is always different and always weird, always different people, always different. Yeah, I've maintained myself somehow as a constant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how, and I don't. I don't mean that like, you know, what? Well, I mean, but like, right. um, you know, it, it, it probably took a while, and, and I think I'm at a pretty good place now, understanding the fact that it's it's completely different all the time, and the way you work is not like uh, it's chaotic. It's yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's you're subject to your own, you know, creative fluctuations and whims and, and everything. And um, but that being said, you know, we, we've played together for 11 years. I made a lot of records and gone on a lot of tours, and it's still it's still uh, you know still working and still going. Yeah. You know. And um, yeah, and I mean it's it's a funny thing because it's it's been my livelihood it's been your livelihood even even more so but like i haven't you know um i haven't worked a whole whole lot in that time and so in a way i mean i you know i know you don't like to hear that that, uh people are depending on you but like but no that you want to say yeah i mean i you know i've relied on it as as my as my livelihood right and i don't mean you know, to diminish uh, any sort of <laughs> personal creative uh, fulfillment that I, that I, you know, have, have you felt personally creatively fulfilled? I mean, that's that's a question because I know I tend to be, you know, I can be fairly controlling. If you know, yes, I think I have. I think that well, I don't feel completely creatively fulfilled, but in no way has the band the band why held me back from that. That's all on me. And that, you know, has to do with me, um, you know, developing and finding my own voice musically and creatively, you know, be that my own project or being more active with collaborations with other people. But, um, or and why, or and why, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the way we talk about the new stuff and that, yeah, be opportunities for that. Um, but um yeah so i don't want to get my own sort of creative shortcomings or what i feel them to be to be mixed up with with why because honestly i mean i don't know what i'd be doing but i probably i would not be a professional musician right you know i i assume if i hadn't if we hadn't linked up and I'm sure I'd be doing something, doing something, be okay. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm. If there, if there was no why, mm-hmm. like now or in the last five years or whatever, do you think you you would still do music as your profession, or do you think you would switch over to something else? That's a good question. Yeah, I I don't know. I definitely would be forced to, you know, step up my game or figure out a way to do it. You know, be it like commercial type shit or I don't know. Do you think that's where you would focus your I feel like probably? I, maybe. I feel like 
I could hone that and I could be good at that if I, you know, buckle down and focus and work hard and, you know, again, like it's, um, but overdoing over like doing a career in like, uh, psychology or, or yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I equally think that I might've like gone back to school and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I'm not that bummed about not going into sort of academia or like, um, but you know, I'm, I feel like in a way I've just been very much take it as it comes. And this is, this is what has come and I've been going with it. And I, you know, I haven't had to really, I mean, that's, that's probably one of the, I mean, other than the fact that I like you and I like how you play and all that, the fact that you're that way, take it as it comes is probably why you've lasted in the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when things got weird and unfocused and, you know, Melton dipped and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Austin moved and you know what I mean? Different people do, you know, they're like, yeah, I mean, I I, go on and do this other thing. You know, I, I, yeah, I know you guys well enough to know kind of the deal and things always come back around at some point. Exactly. Focus. Yeah. They're coming around now. Right. Yeah. 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 It's good. I I think they are too, but Mm. I don't know because I, you know, I've been able to make a living playing music with you. I've not been forced to deal with other shit. Like, like what would I do? And I don't, I don't buy into that. Like, notion of I should be doing something or I have a true passion because I you know music is as much as as much as anything and um but whatever you know I've always been a procrastinator and I've never you know unless I'm forced to you know do something else like what 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 here's a question okay what fulfills you within within music Are, are there certain times that you get a certain feeling that feels fulfilling, like, um, you know, like live or like, you know, recording or, or writing or anything like what, what's, what's the most like where you get the most feeling from it? Yeah, that's a good or, question. And don't say feelings are not real. They're just, uh, <laughs> feelings are not, yeah. Electronic patterns of neural activity. <laughs> um, but, you know, chillsy or like, you know, just like a, yeah, yeah. Or do you not really get that? Not too much as far as like a transcendental sort of feeling experience. I love playing live, you know, even except for the shittiest of the shitty shows. I, you know, yeah. I always enjoy playing live, you know, easier for me than you because you're, you know, I, I just think for whatever reason. I mean, you know, yeah, it depends. It, it depends. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, and then making records is a whole sort of protracted kind of process that has its own kind of satisfaction when, when you're done. I mean, mm-hmm. to be to be a part of that, that's more like ah, climbing a mountain, and you're like ah, sense of accomplishment. And then um, yeah, just I little little bits, little bursts of um, inspiration. I come up with a little a little thing, just a German of an idea that comes um, turns into something or doesn't like those moments. Where, you know, I don't 
I won't say magical, but there's a certain certain something comes from that, and it's like, where, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that could just be like, you know, walking in the woods and making a little nano loop song or something. Mm-hmm. You know, which I've been getting into that lately, just sort of going going through the woods with my phone, like while you're walking. Yeah, walk and stop for a little bit, stand on a log, go out uh-huh. to a meadow and like bring the oney. <laughs> no, no, usually that at home, but that that helps too. Yeah, yeah. and then so you just sit sit in the meadow for a little while, do yeah, it was real nice. Day. I did that today. Nice. And um, I don't go outside when it's this cold. You got to do it, man. I know I do. Like t- today wasn't even. No, you know it's cold, but you put on a coat and you yeah. walk briskly. Yeah, I mean I try to do that every day, like or at least. Do something every day, whether it's, you know, go to the gym or run or if I'm not, if I'm just staying at home all day and I'm not going out, then I'll do that. I'll just like walk, do walk around. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. It's good. But so yeah. does that, does it, does it, does it like feed your soul in any way? I don't know how to say that in a better way. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means either, but I do kind of. And yeah, it, it does. If I there's a certain sort of satisfaction that comes or if, you know, when I, um, if I have a moment like that or if I come up with something I'm like, yeah, that, that scratched some sort of deep itch somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and For, then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And then, yeah, the problem is like not, resting satisfied smugly with myself that like, yeah, so I'll just, well, take the next day off. You know, I got that done. Sometimes I think there's that sort of process that's not consciously happening, but I'm like, or if I finish, you know, something, I want to move on to the next thing and keep going. Right, right. I I feel like for me, a lot of the thing that, that feeds my soul or whatever can tend to be related to to lyrics or singing like i can write a cool part that i like but there's like this extra layer of like feeling that i get when i sing on it or something like that yeah. that feels like it's really it's a per, more like a purging thing or something like that so right. I'm, I'm just curious about since you don't really you know you don't write words how that how how music feeds you i mean obviously i mean you know yeah instrumental music has been feeding people's souls for thousands of years yeah so that, it's yeah like it's it's crazy and no one can quite get to the bottom of like what it is about certain notes or timbres or chord yeah. changes that like evoke certain emotions you know i t- you know i tend towards this scientific know. oh i was gonna say oh. melancholic anyway oh, oh, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. yeah musically you know like um, I thought you meant the explanation, but yes. Oh, the explanation? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that stuff too, but at the same time, like, you tease it apart too much, then it loses its yeah. uh, whole effect, which is to, like, make you feel. Mm-hmm. And make you feel in a way that you can't really describe it or mm-hmm. you can't, you know. That's even, why, it's that's not why even music a, exists. It's right? not even a discernible emotion. It's not like, right. this is sad, but, you know. That that line between nostalgia, melancholy, beauty, sadness, and like, I don't know. That's it. That's, you just described my musical taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And 
I think that's also why I have had so many problems with like this sort of, um, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Turning that into, um, a product and I don't even like a commercial product, but, um, something that's finished, something that's finished because that involves like tedious work where you're sort of, um, you know, dealing with technical stuff, you're dealing with like computers and, Mm -hmm. you know, equipment and, uh, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that aspect of it too, but I also am so sort of, I don't know, scatterbrained or like it, maintaining focus on that for a, for a long time is is hard for me. So I don't know. In a way, that's why I feel like I've done well in this band because I'm not, you know. That's not, right, that's, that's not, not your, your my, my job. That's it's, not my job. I, I, I feel like I, I can tend to be like, I'll tend to get stuck with my workflow if I don't have my shit set up in like the perfect way. You know what I mean? Like if I have to get uh, some cabling out and like try oh, to do do things. I like, was thinking about that too. Yeah, I mean, you don't want there to be any technical limit uh, yeah, impediments exactly. to your creative process. Exactly. You want it to be set up and good to go. And I, you know, I deal with that more than you. You know, I don't have as much stuff, but yeah. it's like, you know, uh, it's something I like about how fucking slipshot it is but like yeah but it always adds like all this extra time and like takes you out of the moment you know yeah and i i just feel like um like i'll get stuck like right now recently i've been getting stuck like just on the computer um now that said the songs that i'm working on have mostly come off of my eight tracks and stuff like that yeah so they already have a tape component to them and everything like that they sound like saturated tape but i'll get stuck on like, I'll think, like, oh, I should probably add something to this. But then I'll be like, oh, I don't know. I got to get that out. And get that and that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll just put a plug-in on there. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. And it's been working fine. But, yeah, that's something that I feel like can happen to me um, because my shit is not quite good to go yet yeah. in terms of the flow. Yeah. Uh, but one question I wanted to ask is about memories. Um, within the the why, just since the 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 why times, do you have any favorite um, specific memories of like maybe parts of recordings of songs or writing or any anything that you remember that is is uh, something that you really enjoyed or you felt like came together in a, in a in a uh, cool way. Um, or is that a too hard a question? To it's answer? a it's a hard question. You know, I, I um, that's like an asshole journalist question <laughs> to ask. No, it's not an asshole question. Um, you know, I if I think back upon the inception of certain songs, that's always uh, that's always always fun. Or you know, I mean, I think fondly upon those kind of things. Like, um, and I, I guess you know, a lot of the songs you sort of wrote ahead of time and then presented to us. So, um, you know, jamming in Josiah's room and then that turning into something or, um, for that would, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for example, uh, one thing that I remember is, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget the yeah. name of the song. Yeah. Sky four. Sky four. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Um, so easy. I mean, you know, certain things come so easy. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, it's all, it's all just good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All good times. Obviously not. <laughs> no. no, maybe not. But, um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I wouldn't. If someone asked me that in an interview, look, would, I'm gonna think afterwards, like, right. oh man, that I'll just you know, that. yeah, yeah, this dead air implying that it's just been like a no, I, he, no. I don't think that implies that. No, it's I don't. Just, think so it's either. a weird on the spot kind of question. Um, but what, what what made you ask that? Just do you, what, I'm just curious, like, as someone that has been there but is not in my own head. What you yeah. know, what I'm saying, like, what things that you you know. And also, my memory is getting weird, and I, you know, what I mean, like, so yeah, I'll forget a lot of shit, like, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have a good memory for some stuff, and, and not for others. Like, yeah, there'll be some shows you'll be like, remember it so clearly, and like they played and they played, and I'm like, nah, eh, eh, yeah, know. yeah. Or what about touring? Like, any any specific? Like, do you feel like they were uh, better? days of touring and, and worst days of touring or when when were they sure I don't see any you know I mean obviously the bad times were you know the worst times that there were are obvious you know obvious and I, well I'm curious about your okay let's go there <laughs> because the you know you've had some tough times too and you get you know you, you get scary you get scary but dark dog dark dog <laughs> is very frightening but I've I've had bad times and and you know hospitals and everything like that. What what right. what uh what what is your take on that shit and how does that fe- feel when when the shit goes down like that for me and it's like everybody has to close up shop and it's just like how, what what is that? Well, okay, yeah. You know, your friend is all of a sudden acting fucking crazy. It's hard to know. yeah. Um put myself back in that position. I, I don't think there was any resentment as far as like, oh, now you're fucking with my money, fucking with right. my career, you know, because obviously there's more pressing issues at hand. Like, you need to get your, you need to get your mind right. I think the biggest frustrations that I had about you was the sense that like, that you had the ability to get a hold of your shit and we're not willing to, which is kind of naive in, mm-hmm. in, in some way. Um, like, no, just don't be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, right. it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. From the outside, from an objective observer. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a, in a less, uh, intense sense or example of that would be like your, uh, aversion to uh legalese and forms and stuff yeah. where you'd yeah. be like you'd be like i can't read that shit right. and i'm like you're not you're not retarded are you right. telling me you're literally retarded right <laughs> uh, um sort of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but i'd be frustrated like no you, no yeah this shit sucks it's yeah. stupid forms and uh, you know but you could just sit down and read you know yeah and yeah i guess it's the sense that you have the power to like um, overcome certain things that you're not, but you know, yeah. And that's that's like, but that comes. That's like emotionally driven. My my feeling that is like you know, it's frustration. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I got I got a, a temper and 
when when things get heated on tour that's 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 what my the thrust of my um um yeah negative feelings towards towards you or Josiah would be like um you know just take control of your you know yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah it's I mean that's what I can remember now I mean there's other I don't know what up you know what, what about the 2008 time 2008 when uh I assume you were just talking about 2011 Co- maybe I don't know yeah both I guess yeah uh, both I guess yeah um 2008 time I had, when I had mumps and then you and Austin were just kind of like stranded in Scandinavia like <laughs> I don't know like that was a time I don't yeah. even know. I was, you know, I was in my own work. Well, I was in a bed. You know what I mean? I don't really know what you guys were doing, but it seems like if I think about it from your perspective, it's like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah, you we know? sort of started going from town to town in the hopes that you'd be, yeah, able to rejoin at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, that was more just like some absurdist adventure. I wasn't like right fuck this it was just like oh what a crazy life now we're going to Aarhus Denmark to maybe play a show but not really and just yeah yeah. um and you know I was I I would say if anything over the over the over the years in the band I've I've gradually and it's a product of age to become more sympathetic and empathetic and understanding of like the I don't know just human shit yeah. that we're all that we're all going through and um yeah every, everyone's different too and it, and takes things different yeah and and more aware of the fact of how much how um much more you how or how tougher it was for you to to do what we were doing based on just the way you are, just like, sensitive guy, I'm a sensitive, sensitive guy. guy. You're a sensitive guy. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Those were tough. The early years were real, real, real tough. It's like, funny though. Like you know, I think about them them fondly. Even like traveling around when you were in the hospital, I don't think fondly about you. <laughs> the idea of you sitting sick in a bed in Stockholm or yeah. whatever, and Josiah tending to you. <laughs> contracting the disease right. itself yeah swollen nut and not all oh, god i tell you my nut is still it's small now i think one's supposed to be bigger right i mean but i remember them being about the same size and now the one that was swollen is smaller than it was hmm. it's not disturbingly small but it's smaller anyway Go oh on. yeah yeah i guess so. <laughs> You think fondly of the time, which time? Oh, just even even the bad times, and that's yeah. a natural yeah. human tendency. Is, yeah, you know, in retrospect. Yeah. yeah, you know, nostalgic sort of rosy tinted lens mm-hmm, to view mm-hmm. of past events, but um, yeah, um, yeah, weird shit. I do not think fondly on the mumps time. No, that I was, can, that's that understandable. The worst. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Um, all right. And what 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 would you like to see happen with the band, or what would be like your ideals for the future of the band right now? 
Um, the near future and maybe the distant future, if there is a distant future of the band. Yeah, I mean, for the distant future, I don't, I'm, I'm not taking anything yeah. for granted. I, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if wives, you know. Done, yeah. Done. I mean, I, 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 I felt like it might be. I didn't know. Yeah, and I knew that, yeah. like, again, like, sort of accepting the fact that the things are going how they're going to go, and you'll, you know, I don't know what's going on in your mind as far as your creative process. But, um, yeah, but in, in the the near term, I, I like the way things are going. I mean, you're working on new songs, and they're good, and the way, you know, it's easy to talk about, like, the, we always do that before we get into a, yeah. a recording cycle, talk forever about the process and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's good talking. It's exciting. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But we, I don't know. I feel like the work is starting too. Um, and yeah, I, you know, we we tend to we tend to talk about really going outside of the box on this one and I don't know that we ever have in the way that we envisioned it at the time but um, you know it always ends up however it ends up but I you know I always want to go out of the box do yeah. something different you yeah. know sometimes I don't sometimes I want it to be a little more simple yeah I don't know but I just um, want to hear something new you know what I'm saying yeah but no I'm, I'm happy you're writing you're writing good stuff and um I like um, I like that we've been sort of just playing the songs and I uh, I understand the the fear of of playing them so much that we get set in our ways as far as how we're playing them and arranging them and stuff but I don't know it feels like it feels it feels good to play it feels good to play and it feels like we never really did that like yeah band like be a band yeah. get new songs and play them that's that, see that's what I think is like if if, if we are going to continue with why it's like yeah I wanted to turn it into something a little more collaborative I mean that's that's just my my feeling it's like I, I don't I need to take the weight off of me in terms of yeah you've always carried so much weight yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know I, I you know I just want to feel like it. like I want to have a good life <laughs> like a, just a happy like okay, here we are. We're working on this stuff. We're enjoying it. We're you know, yeah. Rather than it always feeling like a struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, when yeah, when have you felt the the the, the most like that was the case? Most happy or like <sighs> most happy in general? I guess. But as far as yeah, you know, I I I guess I mean this maybe contradictory or whatever but I, I guess when I when I do feel like I when I work like long days and I feel like I'm getting stuff done yeah that's when I feel most happy and satisfied that's maybe like programming from youth in terms of productivity right or something like that um but it's in me you know uh I, I don't know I mean I, I you know I have I have like a a I'll call it a preemptive nostalgia, which I called it on the one song, mm-hmm. but about what things could be, you know, almost in future retrospect. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, looking at now from later or something? like. No, looking uh, at, at the future from farther in the future. Yes. But now. Right. I see. And, you know, for me, it has to do with 
like having a family and stuff like that. Right. That's stuff that I think about that I don't know if that'll ever happen for me or not. Yeah. Do you, do you ever think about that at all? I or? do think about it. I mean, you 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 seem to have a a pretty strong instinct. It's for someone that, that has such a strong instinct, I don't date women. I mean, I, I date, but I don't like get serious with girls ever. Yeah. Why? What is that? Yeah. Neither do you. Neither do I. That yeah. that is like yeah, one area in that we're they're they're quite similar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh. <laughs> it's easier not to in a way. It, for me, in a way, like at least right now. Um, Women are complicated. <laughs> no, no, I'm. Yeah, I mean. Relation, close relationships with other people are complicated and yeah. I, I would even put more of that on me having sort of realized that I have a tendency to not be good at that for whatever reason and um, for what reason you think you're too like too internal too internal too yeah too thinky like overthinking everything at the expense of just going with the flow and like embracing accepting another person to be that close to you and being sort of not as emotionally driven or open to get close in the way that people in relationships get close, like second guessing everything, thinking like, um, yeah, I don't know. Is this, you know, does that mean you feel, do do you feel like a, a, an all time distance to it in a way? All time distance, like no matter what, that there's a, a sort of distance between just you and other people. Do you feel like, and do you long for an intimacy that you know is difficult to achieve? Right now, I mean, I don't have that longing, and I think what would change that is if I met someone who drove me to feel that way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then he, left you, and then left me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or or the strongest is like that unrequited. Like if I was pining for someone, yeah. that's that's like as far as the. the you Have know. you ever had that? Sure, lots of times You've in my life. Yeah, pine for someone and then and it hasn't worked. Like they have you told them and they still are yeah. like no. Um. Yeah. I mean, both. I've told them, and now and I've told them and, and yeah. But all the intensity of the feeling is also is like, I don't know that cusp of like feeling so strongly and, and, and it being withheld from you. And Do you think that the, the strong feeling is because of the withholding or because of the, because you, you know, I think it's tied up in the withholding. It's an anticipation closely. somehow. Yeah. It's an anticipation. It's, it's like tense. It's pregnant with like, I don't know, all sorts of like possibilities, possibilities yeah. and like, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I have that too. I mean, I have all the time, like about, It'll be about someone that I don't know very well. Yeah. But I'll just think like, oh, this this could be something. Maybe this person, maybe I can have a feeling with this person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see that you do that a lot. And I, um, maybe it's just because I'm lazier, don't even try to like put myself out there or, you know, find, you know. But I don't know, and, and at least for right now, and I, I want to resist the ten, the temptation to be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine being alone, and I always will be, because that's you know. Not but you feel like that, that might be true. Part of me feels that, yeah. Part of me feels that, but 
I know enough to qualify and say for right now. And um, maybe it's because I was, you know, not that long ago in a long relationship that didn't work and it made me sort of question everything and think like, well, you know, what is it about me? It used to be what's wrong with me. And now it's more like, what is it about me? You know? Right. Well, that's good. That's a healthy transition. Yeah. And if that's the case, you know, I I feel good these days. And and a lot of it has to do with, you know, trying to find a balance between the elements that exist in my life being like, you know, music, you know, family, exercise, like friends and, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Not to say that relationship stuff couldn't be included into that, but it just it it, it, uh, it is complicated and emotionally. Yeah, you know, it's something that yeah. For me, it's just I I I can't, and I think it's I think it's similar for you. Maybe is just I I I cannot settle into anything. Like I I just can't feel a feeling for you know with someone. Beyond those surface things, yeah. for some reason, and I don't know why, but that seems like something for me. Yeah, do you feel that way? Yeah, I, I do. Um, like beyond an initial crush, so to speak. Right. I mean, to me, it feels like if I were to to, to settle down um, and commit to someone long term marriage or whatever, it would be it would end up being a, a rational decision, like. Okay, we're compatible enough. Yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of people who actually do get together. Yeah. But for me, like the 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 second guessing is or the overthinkingness as I sort of put it is yeah. strong to the point where I feel like I just end up coming off as like distant or blocked off, you know, that's a charge that's been put is, against me a lot and right, I, but is that true? It's it's been brought up enough to me that it, there's I, I can't really deny it. I, although those don't seem like the right, the right terms. Like emotionally unavailable. I'm like, it's not like I have, you know, deep seated shit that I'm aware of that I'm withholding from someone. I'm you know trying to be as honest to them as I am with myself. But it's but more, is it maybe a lot of small stuff like. Just as a like as a practice, you don't necessarily. And I, I I think this about you. I mean, I obviously it's different being in a relationship with somebody, but we've been you know working very closely together, traveling all the time for the past yeah, 10, twelve years, whatever. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like you don't necessarily you won't put your things out there is my like i'm constantly i mean and i didn't used to be this way as much but i feel like i can't yeah I, you fought through it you, you yeah found a way to do say it. way too much to people a lot of times the, yeah that, there's this there's a very big difference between that and being actually like having an actual intimacy i think but that's a start in a way or at least in my mind that's what it is um no you're making your you're laying yourself bare you're putting try, yourself out to. there yeah do you um, do I like so i can see that you know my experience with you is that you know you, you, it's hard to get you to talk about stuff or how you think about things yeah. or feel about things um and i can imagine in a relationship that obviously that yeah i think the same stuff is applied w- w- to you and with yeah. you know other you know to Cy and liz and with and with relationships too it's yeah. sort of the same concept you know 
And um, maybe it is just like a practice thing, like you're saying, like just eventually trying and trying and getting yourself out there. To me, there's the sense that like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not withholding stuff. I mean, you know, I might seem closed off or, you know, dark or something, but it's not well formed. Like the reasons for that, you know, it's more of a general, you know, it doesn't make sense to myself, you know. You have a feeling before you understand what that feeling is at all or why it's there. Right. I I totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I think what's that's wrong? A, that's I'm like, a male well, thing I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't know what I'm feeling until three years later when the record comes out. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, I I I, I can understand that. Yeah. But I. That said, and part of the reason why I do the podcast is to attempt to like discuss shit that I feel like is in there. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always do appreciate it when someone, you or Liz or, or decide, you know, yeah, it's obvious when I'm in a, you know, yeah. when I've not been in a good place, when you like scary, confront me. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew says dark, dark and dougly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the old me, man. I, you know, good positivity. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like all of us are. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely. It's in the an mode aging of, thing too. Aging thing. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you it know. is. It is. Yeah. High school, like I said, was miserable. I hated it. You know, whatever. It wasn't all bad. Where you know, in white boy in America, like how right. bad could it be? Exactly. <laughs> but humans are so they we adapt so fast that that it's true. That becomes the norm, and like it's all relative. Norm. Yeah. Uh, you know, college got better. Twenties was fine, but you know, with its. But yeah, I don't know. I had a dark twenties. I had a I dark twenties. Yeah. Not through and through, but but yeah. in and out. Yeah, in and out. And then. Um, yeah, but I don't know. That's a product of aging, I think. Now yeah. we're more settled. We're like, I don't know. Just don't give as much of a fuck about certain things. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I think Generally just acceptance. chemicals in the brain are more relaxed a little bit or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. All right, should we should we uh, close up shop here? Anything else that we missed? I mean, you know. I don't know. We'll yeah. do another one of these with, with Josiah or something. We we'll can, like or if you want to pick something up. Tomorrow or something, we can do that. We too. can always do if, that. If you if feel I like think of something, yeah. yeah. Uh, for now, let's end it. I've been sitting here with Doug McDermott in my kitchen. That's right. Thank you for listening. Let's try that again. That's right. Thank you. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, my peoples. Always a pleasure to bring these to you weekly. The Wandering Wolf Podcast. I am Yoni Wolf. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com is the email address that you can find me at. You can donate to that email address via PayPal. And I suggest you do for your peace of mind uh, to know that you did a good thing. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Find me there. I will have new t-shirts starting on this this, uh, Florida tour. And I'm going to try to... Um, yeah, have some left over that I can sell to you guys for the holidays. Not that t-shirts are necessarily the thing, but we'll have some Y sweatshirts, I can say that. 
but as far as the wandering wolf stuff yeah i got this uh uh, uh some t-shirts coming up and they're going to be a real nice design by my buddy andy uh I, I think that's it if there's nothing further uh i'm gonna step out and uh i got a little uh dinner with my mother tonight planned she's cooking some short ribs uh should be good free range of course or or grass-fed as they say as they say and as they do i think we assume all right y'all have a great week i'll see you next week keep wandering I would ask what Tom Petty song, but I'll just wait until I'll buy it. Everybody's.